0: You know, I've got a couple questions I want us to start with this morning as we just take a few minutes diving into the story. Here's the first question I want you to wrestle with. You know, if you could pick a word to describe this season, the condition of your heart, you know, the, the way that you've loved God and people, what word would you pick? What word would you pick to describe this season, the past five months? You know, For some of you, maybe that word is strong, that you look back and you go, man, I've, I've been strengthened in my life my connection with the Lord, my love for people. For some of you, maybe you go, man, I'm walking in stride with God like I, I never have before. Some of you go, man, maybe I'm feeling stale this morning or stagnant, or you could pick whatever word, doesn't have to start with an S. These are just some words that were coming to me this morning. How would you describe the condition of your heart the past five months? Where are you this morning? As I was thinking about that question, you know, so often the reason that we feel the way that we do, there's something going on below the surface. You know, Jen and Corey, our freedom prayer people here at our church, they kind of drive some. There's always a root. There's always something that's, that's driving it. And I go, man, for some of you this morning, maybe you, you look at your life and you go, man, I feel stuck. I feel dry. I feel like I'm just asleep to God. And I go, there's something going on. And for those of you who you're walking in stride and go, it's not just happening, there's something going on below the surface, which leads me to the the next question that I really want us to spend the rest of our time talking through today. And so this is a question that it's not the the linchpin for everything, but I've found that so often this is a question when I'm asking this question, it helps me set things right in my life. And so I'm not saying this is at the root of your life, but it might be. And I want you to, to, to be open enough to explore this question. So here's the question I want you to ask. Um, Do you view yourself primarily right now as a servant of the Lord and of people? Or do you view the Lord and people there to serve you? Like right now in your life, do do you view yourself primarily as a servant of the Lord and of people? Or do you view the Lord and people as there to serve you? You know, I know how I want to answer that question. I wanna answer that question that, man, I know that my job is to serve, but so often I get deceived into thinking that, that people and God are there to serve me. And I know this because I find myself just being frustrated, I'll pray something, or, or my life is just hard and my days are long, and, and I go, God, what is going on here? And so often what happens is I forget that I am a servant, that God does not exist to serve me, to make me happy, to meet my every little thing that I at my request, that my God does not sit on his throne and get off of it to serve me. Right, He did through Jesus. We're going to talk about that. But our heavenly father, he does not exist primarily to serve us. And the people around us, they don't exist to serve us, to meet our needs. Like We are not the the high and exalted king. No, we are put here on this planet to serve the Lord and other people. And I found so often I get that backwards. That's when things start to fall apart, when things grow stagnant, things start to stifle in my own life. Those of you who are kids, you think about this. When are the moments um, when when your parents are most pleased with you and when you're most satisfied? Isn't it true that that there's something about you sharing your toys and you doing things that that the first time that you're asked, it just kind of has this way of bringing joy to your parents and peace to you, right? And why is it when, when you drag your feet in obeying, your mom and dad ask you to pick up your toys and you don't do it, or they ask you to do your work and you don't do it? or you don't share your toys, why is it so often those, those things lead to different consequences? The reality is that when you're listening and you're serving, you're, you're being a servant. And it's so often when you're not sharing, you're doing what you want, you're, you're being selfish. You're thinking about you. You know, think about, for those of us who are adults, um, who, think about the best friends that you have in your life. And aren't the best friends that you have the ones that aren't self-consumed? The ones that honor you and serve you and go way beyond to let you know that, that you matter to them. I think about my friend AT. And in this season, my wife and I are, are fostering. So we have five kids and two of them are, are foster kids right now. And AT, man, he is just constantly, every week, sending me a text. Hey, you got this, bro. I know you don't think you do, but you got this. Or he'll he'll show up at our, at, at our house with something from Yeast from Nashville. And, and, and he just has this way of, of, of helping us. And, and what I've seen in this season is, man, that's the kind of friend I want to be. A friend not consumed with what's going on in my world and the hardness of my days, but, but, but I'm going, man, who are the people in my life that I can serve? Or you think about those of you who are married. Isn't it true that your marriage is so much more fulfilling and satisfying when you view your spouse not as someone who's put there to serve you, but as someone that you're put there to serve? That's why I love this really obscure story that we're going to be in. Today, you're like, what is 1 Kings 17 even talking about? We're going to dig into it. But what I love about this story is it points us to a a brother of ours that we will one day meet in heaven, Elijah, who understood that his role was to serve the Lord, to tend to the Lord, to look at the Lord's heart and say, God, what's going on in your heart? And what can I do to meet those things? And because of it, the two things that we're going to dig into today, two quick points, is what happens when when we posture ourselves as servants of the Lord and His people? The first thing is this, that we find ourselves getting to be included in the work of God, And the second thing that happens is that we find our God taking care of us. So as we serve the Lord, man, we get to be included in the work of God, and the Lord takes care of us. Let's let's read this story. I want to read just the first six verses, and we're going to unpack this. And so, um, now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishba in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kareth ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Careth ravine, east of the Jordan, and he stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. What a strange story, right? Like, what in the world is going on here? And 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 I want to just kind of unpack this, this first idea, what it looks like to be included in what God is doing in the world. And so in verse one where we're really gonna hone in this morning. So Elijah the Tishbite, he said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither do nor rain in the land except for the next few years at my word. And so Ahab, here's what you need to know about Ahab. He is a king of Israel and he was incredibly wicked. There was nothing in his heart that desired to do what the Lord wanted. It was all about him. Right, Some of you, this is the reality of the way you're living your life right now. You care nothing about serving the Lord. That's some hard words, but it's true. It's just me at times. You care nothing about serving the Lord. You care about serving yourself. And this is a picture of Ahab, completely rebellious, um, unresponsive to the Lord's words. And so here's what happened. Elijah, this man of God, um, God puts a word in his heart, and he says, I want you to go and tell Ahab. And we miss it, but, but Ahab would have heard it loud and clear, the, the message that he was saying to him. This is what, this is what Ahab would have heard that we miss. Elijah went to him and and he says, hey, it's not gonna rain, but this is what he says below this. Um, God is not pleased with the way that you're living your life. God is not pleased with the way that you are leading his people. And you're like, man, how did you get that? Why didn't he just write that in 1 Kings 17? Well, you, you have to understand that that um, Ahab was an Israelite. He was a people of that was, that was formed right by Abraham, this group of people that God had blessed and put his favor on. And, and God had raised up people all throughout the, the nation of Israel to point the people back to God. And one of these people was named Moses. So God tells Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 11, hey, Moses, it's going to be important for you to write this down and to pass it along to every generation after me because I want them to fear me and to know me and to walk with me. And so one of the, the things that God had Moses write down in Deuteronomy chapter 11, he says, you need to understand that when, when my people, when the Israelites turn away from me, when they start serving other gods and living life how they want, I'm going to display in the physical world so they understand that, that, I am, that something's going on. So in Deuteronomy chapter 11, he says, hey, whenever you turn away and serve other gods, I'm gonna withhold the rain. And so Elijah goes to Ahab and he says, hey, God's not pleased with you. Remember the command that, that he gave our people? God wants you to know that he's gonna keep you. He's gonna do what he said he was going to do, Ahab. And this is so beautiful because there's so many extraordinary things about Elijah in this moment. I want you to understand how hard it would be to, to, to go to the highest person in the world and to deliver an unfavorable message like that right, how difficult that must have been, but he's teaching us about what it looks like to be a servant of the Lord. I go, have you ever done something that the Lord asked you to do? And it cost you something? And maybe it cost you your reputation. Maybe it cost you financially. Maybe it cost you time. And the reality is that so often God, he will invite us to take a step into thing and there's a cost to it. And so often when we're unwilling to pay the cost because we're so clinging to our comfort, We're clinging to something else, and the Lord is revealing to us, hey, I have work for you to do in my life, but so often it comes at a cost. And sometimes it's going to be really hard and really difficult. And for those of you who are followers of Jesus, isn't it true? Man, we want to be included in the work of God, right? Like none of us want to live our life and, and to grow to be old and to be like, man, what did I do with my life? I spent my life making money or trying to make a name for myself or doing this. No, we want to look back at our life and go, you know, I've lived for the Lord, walking in step with him, right? It's what we all want. It's what Aaron talked about a couple weeks ago, man, that we are the body, that each of us are, play, are called to play a part, to play a role. We want to contribute to the body, to the work of God, and, but so many of us go, man, but how do we do that, right? Have you ever wrestled with, but what does it look like to actually contribute? How do I actually serve the Lord? What does that look like in my life? And I think maybe one of the only reasons I was, this text was on my heart this week is for this, that, that the Lord was reminding me the importance of, of paying attention to His Word. That in the midst of a season where everything is chaotic and new news is coming in every day and things just feel like chaos, God, He's given us just the stability of His Word. And what it looks like for us to be servants of His is to daily spend time in the Word and just doing what it says. You ever spent time with someone who actually does this? Right? This is what every follower of Jesus is supposed to do, right? But how many of us actually do this? And it's and, and, and so breathtaking when, when, you, when you encounter someone who, you know, they just read it and they do what it says. I think about a conversation I was having with a, a lady a couple months ago, and, and, and we were upstairs talking in the office, and she said, Man, I read, ran across this passage in Luke chapter 14 where, where Jesus describes, Hey, when you throw a party, don't invite all of your rich friends and your family and people who can pay you back. I want you to invite the poor, and the outcasts, and and those that no one else thinks about. And my friend Lisa, she was telling me, she's like, you know, I've never done that. Like, every party that I have, she's like, I'm not just, I'm not inviting my rich friends, but I am inviting my friends over, people who will have me over and we can spend time together. And she goes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because this is what the Lord said. I'm going to spend time looking for people that will not ever invite me over to their home. And I'm going, that's it. And there's something beautiful. There's something inviting about that. The word of the Lord, just when when you humble yourself and you just open your life to, I'm just going to do what God's asking me to do. And it's so beautiful and it's so inviting. You know, my friend Aaron, this week he called me. And I love my, bro- my brother. I think he's 22, maybe 23. But one of the just most on fire, just wisest guys I know. Like uh, he-, he said this to me, you know, he-, he calls, he's asking how it's doing. And I'm like, bro, to be honest, life is really hard right now. We've got five kids and it's just difficult. Like it's really hard. And my grandmother just passed away and our dog's sick and we can't figure out what's going on with her. And you know what he, he says to me? He says, praise the Lord, bro. And I'm like, are you listening? Like, <laughs> did you hear what I just said? Like, and, and he says, praise the Lord because God knows that you can handle this. And God's developing something in you, right? This is James chapter one. He's developing something in you. And I'm like, oh, you're right, man. I've been, I've been living like the word. I haven't been serving the Lord. I've been serving myself. I've been looking at me, how hard life is, all the things that are going wrong. And he just pointed me back to the word of the Lord. You're exactly right. And I go, you want to know what it looks like to serve the Lord? We give attention to the Lord. And what happens if we find ourselves getting to be a part of what God is doing in the world? Do you understand that how often you don't don't get to see this? Just your everyday obedience. Just being willing to to forgive someone who wrongs you. Being willing to to give freely and fully to when, when someone asks you for something. I mean, we just put the things into practice that God has spoken to us. How much it pleases God's heart. I think about my wife several months ago, or maybe several years ago, actually. She she said to me, she's like, I don't like when you leave on Sunday mornings, and I don't get to see you in the morning. And she's like, so could you just like write a note or something? And, and so that stood out to me. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. There's so many mornings where I get up before the sun rises, before she rises, before the kids are up. And I just got in the habit of getting my coffee and leaving her a note right beside the coffee pot. Why? Because I know it matters to her. And I go, guys, this matters to the Lord. This is what pleases Him. It is His Hard and for us to understand the importance. This is not something that that Christians a hundred years ago tended to. No, this is a thing that we give our lives to listening and to doing. And so what it looks like for us to be servants of the Lord, to be included in what God is doing right now. The second thing that I want us to to look at today is what happens when we give ourselves to serving the Lord and and that we find this. Number two, we get to be cared for by the Lord. When you you spend your life serving the Lord and serving people, you find that the Lord actually cares for you. And so you see this in in verse two. It says, The word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here. Turn eastward and hide in the Careth Ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food from there. So he did what the Lord told him. He went to the Careth Ravine east of the Jordan. He stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook. And so I love this. The Lord chose to provide for Elijah in a way that built his faith. God had never done something like this before, and he never does it again the exact same way. I love that, that God asked Elijah to do something. I want you to go share this word. He does it. And then God doesn't tell Elijah, hey, I'm going to give you a month's supply of food, right? Like He says, I want you to go, and he does it in a way that builds his faith. And I just was, was thinking about this for Elijah what this would have been like you know he goes and delivers this message and the Lord tells him to go and uh, and to live in the desert by himself for a season and you, you think about that that first morning that first night where that raven actually just brings this French loaf of bread or whatever it was and drops down this meat. could you imagine like what that would have been like like was he going man was that a coincidence like you ever done that where you ask God for something, where where, where God asks you to do something and, and then he came through and you're like, that had to be a coincidence. And I wonder if Elijah was feeling that in that moment where God comes through or, or I wonder if he was tempted to, to take some of that bread and that, and that probably not that meat, but some of that bread and store it away like for, for tomorrow. Like, I wonder if he wrestled with that. Like, hey, God came through for me now, but is God going to come through for me again in the morning? And Elijah learned every day what it meant to, to live by faith and so he'd eat the and the He'd eat the bread and the meat in the morning, and then he'd wait. And he watched over and over again as God delivered on his word. What, what did that do in his heart? What kind of faith did that build inside of him? And, and what I love is that, that Elijah got to experience what Jesus calls all of us to do. Matthew chapter 6, he says, hey, if you'll seek first the kingdom, if you'll just do what I'm asking you to do, I'm going to take care of you. You know, when we, when we live our lives serving the Lord, and, and you need to hear this, the Lord doesn't dispose of us. Like, we're not disposable to the Lord. In fact, the Lord doesn't even need us. Acts chapter 17 makes that abundantly clear. The God who made the earth is that he does not need you to serve him. Our God is powerful. Our God can intervene in any ways that he wants, but he chooses to work through us. Our participation, I remember uh, several years ago, uh, Nana, one of our pastors over at Marathon and Brooks Loki, another you know, one of our pastors here at Marathon, we got to go to India. And I remember going to this um, um, Hindu temple. And at the temple, there was this line, it's probably a mile long, of people waiting to get to the top of the temple so that they could take their gift and give it to the priest. And, and, and we just sat and we watched this, how sad it was that, that these people were so dispensable, that they didn't matter. It was all about their gifts, it's all what they could bring, is all they could present, and our God does not treat us that way. We're not disposable, that our God is looking to care for us. But what he's looking for for is participation, participation, participation. He's looking for servants, for people who tend to his heart. And what happens is he cares for us. You know, think about this. And and this is true as well. How has God come through for you? Think about the times that, that God has come through for you. Maybe when you aren't even tending to his heart and serving him. And I found that God has been faithful, regardless if I'm faithful or not. But there's something about seasons where I'm walking with the Lord, where I'm looking for His provision. I don't want you to think about all the things that God hasn't given to you in this season, all the ways that He hasn't come through. I want you to spend your eye, uh, spend some time thinking about the ways that God has been faithful to you. How has God provided for you in your life? Man, has He brought a friend group around you? Has He brought a mentor into your life? Has He provided for you financially? Has, how has God come through for you? See, so often what happens is when we serve the Lord, he does exactly what he says he's gonna do. He's gonna take care of us. Matthew 6, you seek me, I'm gonna take care of everything else. I met this pastor last week and I got to reconnect with him on Sunday night. Um, James Lowe, the pastor over at Bethel World Outreach, he's leading a, a prayer walk on Sunday nights and tonight's the last Sunday night that he's doing it. But for the past seven weeks, Every Sunday night, um, he's getting men and women from our city and children as well to to pray for racial reconciliation. And he's a black guy. He's leading the church. Just this amazing, anointed brother. And on Sunday night, uh, we get down with a prayer walk, and I'm reconnecting with this this guy that I met earlier this week. And he's a Hispanic. He's from Mexico. He's a Hispanic pastor serving a church, leading a church, brand new church here in Nashville. And he starts to tell me just about his church, and he describes me. You know, so many of the people that we're reaching out to are immigrants, some of them undocumented. He said so many of them, you know, they're, they're working two jobs, they don't have the means. And he said, so I don't, I don't collect any money from our church family. So I'm leading this church and I'm doing it all for free. I'm doing it all for the Lord. And he said, It's been amazing the way that God provides. And that's what happens, guys. I don't know what it is that you need in this season. But I'm telling you so often, by looking at the thing that you need, I think the Lord is inviting you to fix your eyes on Him, to serve Him, not to get something from Him, but to get Him. The Lord is inviting us to, to serve Him. And my guess is that God is gonna come through for us create creative and different ways. Why in the world did God choose to feed Elijah through a raven with birds and bread? That just sounds weird. Like, would you even eat that if a bird dropped off a loaf of bread in front of you? Probably not, right? And and I'm going, why did God choose to provide this way? I don't know. But our God's creative, and he loves to come through for you. He's going to come through for you. Our God comes through for his people over and over again. Our God comes through for his people. So it it starts, though, by, by us presenting ourselves as servants of the Lord. My guess is in this season, I know this has been true for me. It's probably been true for you that it's really easy to become self-focused. That being, spending a lot of time with myself, I'm thinking about me a whole lot. I'm not thinking about others. I'm not thinking about what the Lord wants. And the Lord was just reminding me this week, hey, you're here to serve me. Fix your eyes on, on, on serving me. And I go, okay, but, but Lord, what, what if I don't feel like it? And he was reminding me, what's What's our motivation? Like if you're in this place like me, you feel stuck, you feel stale. What would possibly move you from wanting to become in this place of, of serving the Lord? And I go, we, we, we start serving the Lord when we understand that he first served us. And this is just the gospel. You got to understand this. Like this is the, the crux of it all. That we understand that we were all like Ahab. And some of you are still like Ahab right now. That you, you, there was a season in your life, and maybe it's right now, where you cared nothing about serving the Lord. You thought everything in life was about you. You always have poor me. It's always about you, right? And, and, and we have to understand that, that, that in order for us to be servants of the Lord, there has to be this transformation in our heart where we understand that there was a time when we were so selfish, so self-absorbed, so far from God, so rebellious. Think about this. If, if, if your relationship with God, like if you treated uh, another person like you treated God, like think about how you treat the Lord. What are some words to describe your relationship with the Lord? I look at mine, I'm going, man, I'm flaky. (laughs) I'm inconsistent. Man, sometimes I'm, I'm just flat out rebellious and sinful and hard hearted. I go, would you want to be in a friendship with me if I treated you like that? Seriously, think about the the way that you treat the Lord, the way that you offend the Lord, the things that you do that God sees that no one else sees. Think about how hard your heart is to God sometimes where He's trying to speak and you're just resisting Him and you want to know the way that He treated you in that way. Man, when you shut God out of your life, He came to serve you. You understand that through Jesus... Man, when when we sin against God, there's separation, there's death. You know, you you wrong someone in a relationship, you hurt them, and they have no right to stay in that relationship with you, right? You mess up big time, right, and that relationship is broken. And the person who is wronged has to make the choice to make things right. You can't make things right. And the Lord looks at us and all of our rebellion and all of our selfishness and all of our narcissism, and he says, I want you. Mm -hmm. If you spend all of your life serving yourself, man, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be like Ahab you're going to miss out on the blessing. And we understand that God through Jesus has served us. That when we deserve to have the blessing um, locked up in heaven, when we deserve to have the blessing of friendship with God and knowing God and, and serving God, you actually realize that it's a blessing to get to serve the Lord. And that the Lord didn't withhold those things through us, that he allowed Jesus to come and to die an excruciating death so we can be reconciled to the Lord. And when you understand that, man, serving the Lord is no longer this obligation, like, I gotta do it. No, you understand how joyful it is because you're actually following Jesus. You're doing exactly what he did for you. You're serving. You're laying down your life. And so I wanna give us a few practical ways to live into this this week. And you know, for, for those of you who are not following through Jesus, I invite you, take a step towards Jesus. Man, take a step into serving him. Start reading the Bible this week and start doing the things that he asks you to do. Some of you are followers of Jesus and you're so close to stepping into life with him. And I go, man, what is holding you back? What's holding you back from, from being all the way in, from giving your life to Jesus, from having your sins washed away, from, from experiencing life with God as you were intended to, to, to experience it? Right now, some of you are serving God have a place of obligation. And when you have your sins washed away, you'll understand how different it is. And so I invite you, those of you who are not followers of Jesus, take a step into life with him. Give your life to Him today. If you don't know what that looks like, you know, if you're gathering with people today, tell them, I want to follow Jesus. How do I do that? If you're by yourself, send us an email. Share at ethoschurch.org. I'm seeing those emails. And I'll make sure that someone from our pastoral staff, we got a big pastoral staff, will connect you. We'll meet up with you. We'll do whatever we can. We'll Zoom you. However it is that we need to serve you, we are here. We want you to step into life with God. For those of you who are followers of Jesus, here are a couple of practical ways for us to, to actively serve the Lord. The first I already mentioned, man, just give your attention to the Lord every single day. Open the word, do what it says. Find the joy that comes through just simple obedience. Second thing I wanna invite us to do is, as God's people, we serve the Lord, but we also serve each other. And I wanna encourage you this week just to try this. And it's gonna be hard, right, because we're selfish, but I encourage you to to ask the Lord, God, is there someone that I need to encourage today? Is there someone that needs help? Like literally just pray that and give God some space in your life to bring people to your attention. And then just have the courage to reach out to them, text them, call them. If God gets put something specific on your heart to do for someone, go and do it. You know, discover, man, serving the Lord, serving people is so much more joyful. than sitting around feeling sorry for yourself about all the things that aren't going right in your world. You know, some of you, um, you're not eager to do this. Man, you've been serving and serving and serving, and I just acknowledge that, that there are so many of you who who are just tirelessly serving the Lord, and and, and you're coming into this place, and you feel like God's just not coming through for you. And I want to remind you that God didn't put you here for Him to serve you, that God created you to serve Him, Just because all the the things that you're praying don't seem to be getting answered the way that you want right now, maybe life hasn't turned out the way that that you wanted it to or the way that you desired, it doesn't mean that God doesn't see you, that God doesn't love you. Think about this. God invited Elijah to do something and then he spent the next however long in isolation. I go, man, it, it probably felt more like punishment. In all actuality, what God was doing was protecting him. And I go, man, you don't understand what God is doing. And I don't understand what God's doing in my life and in our life. And if you think you do, you're not not that smart. You don't understand all the ways that God is working. So humble yourselves. God is working and he sees you. And if you're serving and you're serving and you're serving and you don't feel like God's coming through, you need to understand that God's working in his timing, that God sees you. And maybe God's not trying to punish you right now. Maybe God's actually trying to protect you from something be open to what the Lord is doing. Keep serving Him. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. So I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm going to invite you to take communion. We've got this slide with a couple questions for you to wrestle with this morning. The first question is just very practical. Have you been serving the Lord? And if you haven't, just repent, right? That's a yes or no question, but I encourage you to expand on that. Yes, I have, and this is what I'm doing, or no, I haven't, and this is why. And the second thing I invite you to do is to spend some time just testifying to the ways that the Lord has come through for you. You know, one of the things that my kids, they love is they love to hear stories from my life. Hey dad, tell me about this, tell me about this part. And I love to tell stories of how God's come through for my life. It's actually a way that you pass along the faithfulness of God. You start to cultivate a heart of belief and a God that's faithful. And so I encourage you right now with your house church or with your family, or maybe it's you're sitting by yourself, and you just need to call somebody and tell them, testify to the faithfulness of the Lord. So I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll, we'll take communion. God, thank you. Thank you for Jesus, our King. Thank you for this bread and this cup, which you set around the table and you said, This is my body's broken for you, my blood that was shed for you, because you knew that that we would disappoint you, that we would break you, that we would break your heart, God, that 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 you you bled to cover our sins. We need this, God. And 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 you don't, you're not in heaven mad at us, God, because we need it. No, you did it because you know that we needed it. We need you. And so we gather around you this morning. We say thank you. We proclaim that you are our God, that we love you. As we take this bread, drink this cup, God, help us to get right with you. Help us to posture ourselves as your servants, God. And would you be with us? Would you be glorified as we testify, as we bear witness to all the ways that you've been faithful to us? And so we praise you. We love you. In your name we pray, you, Amen.